FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Monday. Welcome to uh, tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. 888 started to say 6. I don't know where that was coming from. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to chime in on the show. You know, I'm a little out of sorts uh, having to start the, the show tonight and start this week with such a heavy heart as to what happened over the weekend. And it's just, I got a lot of, lot of ground that I want to cover on this topic in a short amount of time because only being with you all an hour, we got to talk about the invasion that's on its way here uh, we've got to talk about incredible you know, progress that the Republican Party has made in reaching out to minorities, which is what they've been telling us we need to do. And then we do it. And now, you know, of course, you know, we're just exploiting all these uh, young African-Americans. So we've got to talk about Blexit coming up a little bit later. Um, it's, you guys have so many different choices and places to go and ways to spend your time and voices to listen to. And it's an honor every night to have any of you join me here from 6 to 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. And you know what? It's also an honor to have my man with me every night, 6 to 7 p.m. Y'all know him as DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. I love this country. You know, as much as I try to relax over the weekend, I, I couldn't get away from the news stories. You know, of course, the, the, the shootings yeah. and then the caravan. Did you see on Fox News, one of the guys was interviewing one of the guys in the caravan and it turned out he's a suspected for a murder? Oh, yeah. Well, he admitted it. He's just hoping he's going to get a pardon. He's coming to get a pardon for his attempted murder. And and he tried to, like, say a felony three. I mean, he's like he tried to, like, downplay it, you know, like felony three. And then the translator's like, that's attempted murder. And did you see the look on Griffin? I think his name is Griff, Griffin, somebody or other. The reporter was like, uh, 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 what? I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, that is absolutely outrageous, but that is on its way here. And we've got Rachel Bovard who's going to be here in our next uh, segment to talk about that. But yeah, it's tough. You know, I try to make a point of every weekend to try to turn it off because these are incredibly hate-filled, divisive times in which we live. We're coming off last week of of a terrorist, and he was a terrorist. Lots of speculation as to who was sending around these bombs that never detonated, which then therefore really, I guess, aren't bombs. So then, you know, you know, America's trying to enjoy themselves on a weekend, and that means on Saturdays, Jewish, our beloved Jewish friends, going to synagogue on Saturday, and we have the greatest... The greatest slaughter of Jewish people in America that happened. And I am just heartbroken over it. And you know what? It's absolutely so disgusting is the way that this has been politicized. That once again, bodies are bleeding out. Have notif- Next to kin hasn't even been notified. And already it's an attempt to blame conservatives. And, and in this case, flat out blame President Trump. And to hear then it actually come from some supposed Jewish leaders in the area, you know, saying that he's not welcome there. Then today it's, oh, well, President Trump and his rhetoric did this. What? 
That it, it is so absolutely irrational. And all day long, everybody's already done a really great job, including Sean Hannity and others, in exposing the, the hypocrisy and the double standard when it comes to rhetoric. We've heard all day long about Louis Farrakhan. You've heard all day long about Linda Sarsour. You've heard all day long about Sharpton and his comments about Jaime Town. You, you've heard all that already. But you know what nobody is really talking about and really connecting the dots? Let me connect a couple dots here. One of the victims at the synagogue on Saturday was a Holocaust survivor. And I got to thinking about how absolutely horrific that is that she, I I mean, I don't even know her life story, but you got to assume that she came here, you know, to escape, uh, you know, as as many, you know, Jews did come to come to this country on the heels of of the Holocaust to make a life for herself and the country that is supposed to be the greatest ally to, to Israel. And we are. Uh, And then she gets gunned down by an anti-Semite who hated President Trump, by the way. But she was a Holocaust survivor. And I got to thinking about the connection. You you know, today, people want to talk about Trump's rhetoric. Let's talk about the Democrat Party and who they are. Let's talk about actions and policies and how it relates to that Holocaust survivor. Because let me tell you guys something. How many people know that, that Hitler partnered with Muslims and the Muslim Brotherhood at the time. And in fact, I think the Muslim Brotherhood started in 1928 in Egypt, and it was the head of the Muslim Brotherhood at that time who partnered. No, no, there there were many Muslims who fought against Germany. But there was a partnership that took place between Hitler and between the Muslim Brotherhood involving the Holocaust. you got to look around. As people were talking today about Linda Sarsour and Keith Ellison, they did not connect the dots between the Democrat Party and policies that align themselves with the anti-Semitism that's going on with the Islamists. You look at, at Obama, President Trump. Aside, let's Everybody's also talked about the fact that it was President Trump, the first president to actually fulfill the promise of moving the embassy to Tel Aviv. But, but let's talk about Obama, who did not attend that ceremony, by the way. Obama was the one, head of the Democrat Party, who gave the means to Iran, who chants every day in their schools and teaches their children to chant every day in the schools, death to America, they, a, a regime that has declared that their goal is to wipe Israel and the United States off the map. So not only did he, and, and he laundered a whole bunch of United States money, treasury, to, make, to help make that happen. It's also the former president of the United States, Barack Obama, who literally attempted to interfere in Israeli elections to stop Benjamin Netanyahu from being elected. Same President Obama, whose policies were about taking down secular strongmen in the area and replacing them with radical Islamic extremists and extremist regimes who want to do what? Wipe Israel and the United States off the map. Let's talk about, and that's just the, the foreign policy area of it. Well, let's talk about how, oh, well, then Obama arming the bad guys over there. What happened in Benghazi was the Middle Eastern Fast and Furious. Then we got to talk about the Democrats here in, in the United States. Like Maxine Waters going to a mosque and saying anybody who votes for Sharia is a bigot. Well, what are, what are they about in Sharia? They're not exactly friendly to the Jews. We've got a local candidate running for office here in San Diego whose father and grandfather were uh, his grandfather, they, they, they both were in the PLO, both served under Yasser Arafat. The grandfather actually was part of the terrorist who slaughtered 11 people. They were not all Jews at the, at the Munich Olymp- uh, Olympics, but they thought they were. He ended up being uh, murdered in retaliation for it. 
And then, uh, so we've got Campa Najjar, who actually his name was uh, Yasser. Uh, he was named after Yasser Arafat, who actually referred to that grandfather just a few years ago on an Instagram post as a hero. That's who's running for office in the Democrat Party, who took money from CARE and donated money to CARE, which was a, a front group for Hamas and an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation trial. Then you got Linda Sarsour going around with the Democrat Party. And she's an advocate for Sharia. Now, as I've said on my show, no, I don't expect Camp Najjar to be held accountable for his grandfather's actions. But, but... You know, when we see what has happened here, we have to be asking questions. And you know what? I I, I felt like Duncan Hunter in the ads went a little too far by declaring the Camp in Najjar is a national security threat. I think you've got to know more. But but what he is is a risk. When we see the hatred going on against Judeo-Christian valuables, values and principles and our religion and everything this country stands for, you have to, you better be asking questions about somebody who's running for office whose grandfather was involved in slaughtering Jews. Don't tell me that I shouldn't be asking questions and be upset about that. And, and he finally denounced the grandfather when he was put under pressure. By the way, he didn't change his name from Yasser. He changed his name to Camp Najjar after the, after the primaries. But he finally, quote, denounced his father. But here was the statement that he made. In terms of wanting peace, he denounced the grandfather's actions finally after I think after he won a primary and then said that he encourages peace. Here's his idea of of encouraging peace. The final arrangement will be a peace deal neither side wants, but everyone needs. Ultimately, Israel will have to acknowledge its wrongdoings as the sovereign state. Really? Really, Camp Right now, when we've had this kind of slaughter in this country... I don't want to hear that from anybody who's running from Congress. What wrongdoings on the part of Israel? That is their land. They ha- and from Palestine and all these other regimes that President Obama has supported. Two minutes. Out, they do not want to. What has that been all about? Their refusal to acknowledge Israel's right to exist. We cannot allow this man to get elected. I know that uh, Duncan Hunter clearly has some problems going on right now, but you know what? He's still innocent until proven guilty, and I will much rather take my chance on a man who's fought for this country and whose father fought for this country and served for this country in the United States military instead of a man whose father and grandfather served Yasser Arafat and the PLO and murdered Jews. And I'm likely to get some hate mail for this segment, but I don't care. Because there were Jews slaughtered in this country. And there are many people as part of a movement partnering with the Democrats who hate Jews. Um, I would love to hear from you if you think that um, I'm off the rails here with this. But you know what? I posed this question on Facebook today. Should San Diego be concerned about voting for this man? Well, they clearly should be concerned. Not just because of the actions of the father and grandfather, but the weaselly a duplicitous way in which he's answered questions about it. That should really make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. We're in a post 9-11 world. And, 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 and we're being told we're not allowed to ask questions about a man who took money from CARE. CARE, by the way, which is the same organization we've talked about and talked about on Friday show with Bob Walters, who, who's been trying to turn the San Diego Unified School District into the first Sharia compliant school district. 
We have a right to preserve our nation's sovereignty, our Judeo-Christian principles and values on which this country was founded, and those religious beliefs. And it is under attack. It's also under attack at our southern border with an invasion that's on its way. And we are going to talk to Rachel Bovard about that when we come back. Uh, she is the Conservative Partnership's Senior Policy Director. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K A Y E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitive ready. anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North Cali, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Hi, this is Frank Sontag. Man, I don't know what you're doing Saturday morning, November the 3rd, but the question is, do you know there is an enemy whose sole purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy? San Diego's own Miles McPherson from the Rock Church says this is war. The devil has waged war against your family and against you. You have to pray. You cannot win the war without praying. You will lose. So, men, what are your options? Sleeping in, playing golf, or fighting for your family? Former Navy SEAL Remy Adelecki knows a little bit about war. Rely on on God to to guide my life, to not just guide me, but help me to be a husband to my wife and and a father to my two kids, especially because I didn't have a father. I've been having to rely on my Heavenly Father, so my faith is who I am. So there you have it. You either stay home or you make a decision to fight. We're praying you decide to fight. Kingdom Men's Gathering, San Diego, November the 3rd. Tickets are available at kmgministries.com or theanswersandiego.com. Don't you wish you could choose your own monthly mortgage payments? If you're 62 years or older and have sufficient equity or own your home free and clear, a reverse mortgage loan may be the most powerful tool for your financial planning. With your current mortgage, in case of any emergencies or business opportunities, you may not be in the best financial position to make a move. With a reverse mortgage, eliminate your mortgage payments and receive cash or a large line of credit. With a bigger down payment, you can even purchase a home with a reverse mortgage, which is much easier to qualify for since there are no mortgage payments. Sometimes you can even qualify with just your social security income. To learn more, visit our website at aramco.biz or you can ask questions, request more information, or sign up for our next workshop. Call Aramco at 866-600-1130. That's 866-600-1130 or visit aramco.biz. Aramco. Purchase, refinance, reverse. DRE 01853626 and MLS 27716. Not all borrowers qualify. 
Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that can help you lower and even eliminate your occasional aches and pains that come from aging or exercise and everyday living. For example, maybe you love to play golf or go on those nice long walks or even just walking up and down stairs without grimacing with pain would be nice. Staying active should be a big part of everyone's life. That's why so many people are now taking Relief Factor every day. If you're dealing with the aches and pain that come from aging or exercise or just everyday living that keep you from doing the things you love to do, the things you want and need to do, then go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start, discounted now to only $19.95. And you should know, the majority of people who do order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. There's anything that you want to chime in on. Uh, so much to chime in on. So many, so many news. We got to shift gears uh, from uh, the tragedy, the horrific slaughter and terrorist attack and mass shooting that happened at uh, the synagogue, Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, uh, because we've got another crisis that's uh, happening. Uh, the invasion is heading its way towards our border. Uh, I think last week, I think uh, the DOD announced, Mattis announced that we're going to send 800 troops. Now there's upwards of 5,500 troops, um, some of them National Guard. Their active duty, I guess, um, is the term to use. Uh, joining me now to talk about this and whether or not those troops are going to be enough, why now, who's behind this, what's the money involved here, uh, what can we do, how is this going to affect the midterms, is Rachel Bovard, Conservative Partnerships Senior Policy Director. Hey, Rachel, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, first of all, I guess I should set the um, the boundaries. We're not allowed to use the word invasion, so, right? <laughs> Yeah, apparently that's been been outlawed. So, you know, thousands of people surging toward your border intent on entering illegally is no longer an invasion. <laughs> uh, not sure when that happened, but yeah, that's the new thing. Yeah. And in fact, I saw somebody tonight on a show. I don't remember where it was. He was like, well, no, this isn't an invasion. You know, they've declared that they're coming here. So isn't that better than the people that try to sneak across our border? Like, like the fact that they're that they've massed together in a mob, in a mob form, burning the American flag with a swastika on. On it, carrying the flag of their homeland and boarding the backs of eight flatbed 18-wheeler trucks and declaring that they're going to come in whether we like it or not. That's somehow they've, they've done us a favor by doing that instead of sneaking in. It is really amazing what illegal immigration uh, amounts to to some people because they, they forget the term illegal and they think anyone breaking our laws, uh, you know, can be categorized into, you know, safe or, or, or somehow unsafe. And it's just not true. Uh, anyone breaking our laws is a threat to our security and our rule of law uh, and our national sovereignty and needs to be dealt with as such. Yeah. And um, we're one week away from the midterms. I wish we were going into the midterms with Republicans feeling uh, energized and feeling uh, rewarded as though their vote mattered and the Republican Party honored the commitments that they made. There's only so much that President Trump can do. The Republican Party did how many omnibus bills where they did not fund the border wall? President Trump can only do so much to push back against sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. However, we have to know that the option is and uh, the Democrat Party, which is flat out 
come out and said they are for open borders. They for, are for abolishing ICE. They are for giving the illegals coming into this country not only free medical care, free schooling, uh, free college, uh, free everything, including the ability to vote. We must we must join together next week and vote. Beyond that, what should what should the what can the Republican Party do with eight days and they haven't when they haven't done uh, a, a funding of the wall? Well, you know, I think two things. Uh, one, I argued uh, in a piece recently that they should recall Congress off the campaign trail for a day and they should debate and vote on this issue because, as you mentioned earlier, this is a national security crisis. And the issue, uh, you know, President Trump can send troops to the border and he's, he has done it, but it's a resource question. And the only people who can fix that problem are Congress. Congress has to appropriate the money, not only for the wall, but for short term, um, you know, troops at the border, for more judges to process asylum claims, for all this. Congress is the one standing of the way of us having a, a, of a, a totally secure border. Uh, so I think, personally, they should call Congress off the campaign trail and deal with it. But absent that, you know, they do have a funding bill coming up in December when they return to the session after the elections. And this needs to be a place where they once and for all fund Trump's border wall. Uh, this may be, in the House or Senate, the last time Republicans have the majority. So they need to be using this opportunity to fund President Trump's border wall. $5 billion or more uh, is the only thing that's going to cut it. So we need to be asking our elected officials if they intend to do that or not. Well, yeah, it, but $5 billion is a lot cheaper than what we have been spending to support the illegals that are currently here, as well as the ones that will continue to come. And then, of course, you know, so, some people on the left have said, well, just let the women and children in or just the children in. Well, then we're then if we were to do that oh because they're just they're they're hurting and they this and they that as a result of having this done to them with the caravan not uh, not done to them by americans but then of course there's going to be the argument well we can't have kids here separated from families so now we've got to unify and bring everybody here it's a never-ending if we allow this caravan to come through now we are already being bled dry economically from the illegals that are already here in this country if and if we do not stop it now it we're done. Are we not? No, I think that's right. And I think it's a fair uh, thing to point out to, you know, the, claims that these migrants have made is that they intend to claim asylum. And this is a huge issue that we've been dealing with at the border is our asylum process makes it so easy for people to come in and they know they can claim asylum. And because we don't have the resources at the border, what happens is they claim asylum under this very loose, credible fear, fear standard that, that President Obama put into place. Uh, and they are then released into the interior of the country and given a court date and say, OK, we'll show up. Well, how many of you, how many of them do you think actually show up? So we have a situation where they know they'll be released into the interior of the country and they never show up again and they sort of disappear into the country, uh, never to be heard from, uh, but, you know, living and, and being part of this country without actually being part of this country. So this is an issue. Not, it's not just resourcing at the border, but it's our laws that need mm-hmm. to be changed and need to be tightened up. And, and Jeff Sessions actually tried to do this and was blocked by Republicans in Congress. Um, so I think that tells you a lot <laughs> about uh, it, where a lot of the resistance is coming from. Refresh my memory on that. What did Jeff Sessions try to do and, and- how did the Republicans block him? So Jeff Sessions, uh, the attorney general, uh, tried to tighten up that credible fear standard that President Obama put in place. Uh, it's a very loose standard uh, for asylum. You just have to claim credible fear of prosecution or torture upon return to your home country. Um, but under his administration, asylum claims that under credible fear more than quadrupled. Mm. Uh, and, and we're still dealing with that a little bit today. So Jeff Sessions tried to tighten that up and then was blocked. Uh, by Kevin Yoder, a, a House Republican, uh, and then by the larger Republican conference, um, who, who put a provision in a, in a spending bill to say, no, we, we don't want Jeff Sessions to be able to do that. 
uh, and that passed the Congress. And that was, I think, disheartening to a lot of people who have relied on Republicans and believed them when they said they wanted to prioritize border security. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of us who understand that many within the Republican Party, including and in, in particularly Paul Ryan, are are amnesty, you know, Republicans. They they believe in amnesty. Uh, they also believe in open borders because they're really about, uh, you know, ushering in a, a global economy, you know, uh, not a, not unlike Hillary Clinton. You know, Paul Ryan was behind that TPP. So, you know, that that's really at play. So I'm not really surprised to hear that. Uh, but you, and they and we have been the Republican Party has had a lot of opportunity to stop this. They could say right now you cannot seek They could have passed legislation to say you cannot seek asylum at our port of entry. You must. The only option for you in seeking asylum is at the first consulate or U.S. embassy at the at the other side of your home country. That's it. It beca- and, and, and they haven't done it. Now we've got the military going down, and some people are concerned, saying, well, okay, let's play this out. So the military goes to the border, and then what happens when they say, okay, now we've got some kind of standoff. We've got these trucks saying we are coming and we're going to come in, and, and what's the military going to do? No, I think that's a. I think that's an excellent question, and that's why the military to border is not a long term answer. It is at best a short term measure, and I think the optics of it aren't great. That's why the solution is for Congress to fund uh, more border security, fund this wall, uh, get more resources to the border, and allow the border security agents to do their job. But we aren't in that situation right now, and I think that's really uh, a concern for a lot of people. And that's why I think it's important for Congress to address the border wall uh, in December. And I think it's very critical. You mentioned amnesty earlier. I think it's very critical um, that the Congress and Republicans not sell out Trump's wall for an amnesty deal. Absolutely. That's the big concern among conservatives right now is that, you know, they'll cut some kind of deal, the wall for amnesty. And if you care about border security and sovereignty and you don't want to see amnesty, you should make it very clear to your congressman, you know, the wall stands alone. <laughs> there yes. is no amnesty rider on the wall. Right. No amnesty. We've got to end this, um, you know, chain migration issue that's going on here. And oh, by the way, we, we not just have, we don't just have a problem at the southern border. We've got to remember, too, that we've got a problem in our virtual border. We've got a problem with the overstaying of visas. We've got a problem, continuing problem. We still have quote, refugees coming into this country that we cannot vet. And and everybody who's coming into this country, where they, they uh, whether it's through any of those three me- means, typically these are people, particularly from our southern border, that do not have the education, the skill level, or any means to support themselves. And it is an economic, and, and, all, and also we don't have time to get into it, but we have a health crisis as well. There are, many, there are many illnesses that were virtually eradicated from this country that have come back like whooping cough. Well, we have had a, a crisis of that in San Diego, much of that related to people coming into this country who who has forgotten in 2014 when we had the original uh, mass uh, influx of quote the unaccompanied minors in 2014 and we had how many border patrol agents dealing with tuberculosis and and um, me I don't remember if it was the measles or, or what it was but just major major illnesses I'll give you 30 seconds to wrap us up Rachel no, I think all of those are excellent points. And really, the only thing that's going to solve this issue is, one, the wall and border security and stronger enforcement at the border. And then, two, reform of our legal immigration system, because they do go hand in hand. But you can't get to the reform of the legal system until you do border security. Congress is going to have a, a, an opportunity to address this in December. They have to do this now, uh, or this is the last chance for Trump's wall. So Congress has to act in December, or we're not going to get any of the things that Trump uh, promised the voters, and it will be Congress's fault. Absolutely. And and but if we don't get, I love your idea that they should uh, come off the campaign trail for a day and vote on this. That would be a major show, and that's a tremendous idea. Um, but we also need to make sure that everybody gets out and votes. 
and votes Republican. We've got some we've got some sketchy uh, uh, possibly we could possibly lose a couple seats here in Southern California. And there would go the House. You must get out and vote and vote red. Uh, Rachel Bovard, she's the conservative partnerships senior policy director. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. So um, we had a couple major conferences happening in D.C. this past week weekend that were incredibly exciting. One was the walk away movement which was kind of separate from the Blexit. Did y'all hear about the Blexit? Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break, and I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Do you think it's a good move to send the military to the border? And if not, why? Come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Larry Elder here with my buddy Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows. Thank you, Larry. I take it from here. Just wanted to let our listeners know that if you purchase our Platinum Series windows and doors before the end of the year, you will get free, real free, not fake free, a feature that will benefit you for a very long time. Forget about squeegees and rags and hiring a window washers. You will get an upgrade to a self-cleaning glass. Let's ultraviolet rays of the sun, natural moisture and rain clean your windows for free for the best quality windows and doors call my buddy aaron for 20 percent off your entire order and one year interest-free financing california deluxe windows 888 new windows that's 888 new windows and he will indeed say your house can be covered with potato chips we wouldn't crack one 888 new windows that's 888 new windows cslb number 774518 some restrictions may apply Attorney Paul Hanks at the Santee Legal Center is ready to serve your estate planning needs with a powerful and ironclad living trust package. A comprehensive living trust avoids probate, protects your beneficiaries, and saves time and money. The process to obtain a living trust package should be simple and affordable. Do not be misled into thinking a high price means a better living trust. Attorney Paul Hanks at the Santee Legal Center will perform a free, personalized evaluation of your estate and match you with the correct living trust package at a great price, backed by a low-price guarantee. You've worked hard to acquire a home and build wealth over the years, and now is your time to protect and preserve your estate. The last thing you want your heirs to deal with is a costly and prolonged probate proceeding after you've passed away. A living trust is the optimum estate planning tool and will bring you peace of mind. Go to SanteeLegalCenter.com for more information or email radio at SanteeLegalCenter.com. Do it today and rest easy tomorrow. That's SanteeLegalCenter.com. 
This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Mark. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. FM. 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer AK, Dynamite and Address or just Andrea K Whatever you call her, don't call her Fake News It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego That's right, welcome back to the Andrea K Show Ain't nothing fake going on here, we are real And y'all know what the real deal was this weekend? Man, it was real there was a Young Black Leader Summit, uh, YBLS, I think was the uh, training hashtag on it. It was a four-day conference uh, focused on middle uh, millennial-aged conservative black Americans. It was set up by Turning Point USA, who's an amazing organization. Um, and I say that not just because my goddaughter worked for Charlie Kirk for three years, um, but because they absolutely have done such incredible outreach. Um, but you know what? It was not just the work of Turning Point that got so many amazing young black Americans to go to D.C. and join together and chant, we love Trump and USA. It was because of Trump himself. And joining me to talk about this amazing movement is Karen Catalines, first time on the Andrea K. show. She's got a podcast called, called Spouting Off, and I thought, you know, that's my kind of gal. Hey, Karen, welcome to the, <laughs> Andre- <laughs> welcome to the Andrea K. show. Great to be with you, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, you know what? I'm excited to be able to talk about something positive because I had to start the show by talking about this horrific uh, shooting, uh, mass shooting, terrorist attack, if you will, call it whatever you want, at the synagogue on Saturday. And then I did a segment about the invasion. So you know what? I'm excited to talk to you about something positive and uplifting. And it was this group of young black Americans, and they're being chastised and vilified today, being called Uncle Tom's being called puppets who have been used. And what they are is, as they say, they're just a bunch of, bunch of, of young kids, uh, young people who are paying attention, and they've noticed that President Trump has delivered more for their communities in two years than Obama did in eight, or the entire Democrat Party has done in decades. Well, and the Democrats are accusing them of exactly what they do, and that, that's their pattern, as always, to demonize anything that is effective, I'm delighted to see this. I watched it around the same time you did, except that I had a wonderful opportunity to interview Candace Owens, oh, about 11 months ago. And the minute I interviewed her, on a, I was filling in on talk radio, I knew that she was a star in the making. And she conceived of this idea. I've been studying up on it. Mm-hmm. And I just posted on my Facebook page, Brave, Brilliant, Blexit. It is a long time coming. And one other thing is uh, you began uh, about the shooting at the synagogue. And I often refer to myself 
in a tongue-in-cheek way as putting the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. So I am Jewish, mm. and I've been heartsick oh. about uh, what has happened because it was an attack on us all, mm-hmm. not just Jews, but anyone yes. of faith, anyone. Uh, it 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 uh, it is horrendous, and and being a minority within a minority, a Jewish conservative, I've always had an affinity for Black conservatives for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we're already minorities, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the left has treated us like mascots. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they've completely taken uh, the they've taken the black the left. Their whole game plan is to divide us up in groups and identity politics groups, and then tell each group that they, that we're victims and we you know victims of America, victims of the Republican Party, victims of conservatism, and then then think that they're going to dangle some entitlement or something they think we're going to want in our face in order to try to get us to go Democrat. And, you know, it's, it's cynical, it's demeaning, it's degrading, and it's no longer working for a lot of people. You know, the, the uh, black, uh, particularly the millennial age black kids are like, you know what, we're paying attention to results. And there's also a lot of Jewish people that voted just in mass uh, for the Democrats after because of World War II and because of FDR. Mm-hmm. And now and, and a lot of uh, Jewish people are like, you know what, you know, we've, we've got to look at what the Democrat Party's been about and what they've done to Israel from Obama with that Iran New Deal. Uh, uh, to the way that the, the I, I did a whole laundry list at the open of the show, and the in the way the Demo- we've got a guy running for office here in San Diego, whose father and grandfather were, were in Yasser Arafat's PLO, and the grandfather was a part of the terrorist group that slaughtered eleven, uh, most of which were Jews in Munich. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's we the Democrats. It though, Andrea, because <laughs> yeah. the Jews aren't voting. Yeah. They aren't exiting, um, and and it, it's it's uh, I I sometimes say it's uh, it's our cross to bear that <laughs> so many Jews vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, Rabbi Lappin in Seattle is famous for saying that the very fact that seventy eight percent of Jews vote Democrat is proof positive that the myth of Jewish higher intelligence is purely a myth. <laughs> So we keep working on it, you know, we keep working on it, but maybe, just maybe, since there's even a higher percentage of blacks that have voted Democrat, that Blexit will wise up a bunch of Jews. Yeah, well, and I'm stop yeah. with this nonsense. Well, Wouldn't I'm ho- that be great. It, that would be wonderful. I'm hoping that this, if there can be any good that can come out of this tragedy that happened, that it will it will get people mm-hmm. to start talking about, like I did at the top of the show, about the connection between you know uh, we one of the people who died was a Holocaust survivor, and what did and, yeah. and let's look at the let's look at the partnership between Hitler and the Muslim Brotherhood, and we've got a partnership going on here uh, between the left and some anti-Semitic Islamist in this country, including Linda Sarsour and others. And that is a much greater threat uh, to Jews than anything that they think. I, what's with all this? I started to say anything that they think Trump has done wrong. Well, how in the world could there be any anybody in the Jewish community right now thinking Trump is a problem for Jews? I mean, it's, I mean, not just for moving the, the embassy. He was the first president to fulfill that promise that has been made on the embassy, not to mention what he's done in terms of that dopey Iran nuke deal. This is a man whose own daughter is Jewish. It's ridiculous. And he has Jewish grandchildren. Yes. I love the way you think, Andrea. Well, I, uh, I, I, well, I don't mean to brag, but I was known as the Shiksa of New Orleans back in the day. I dated every, <laughs> <laughs> I dated every cute boy who went to Tulane, not well, to get too personal. Well, you wear that with pride. 
life, baby, because that's, that's important. That's yeah. important. I'll, I'll tell you, um, I think, gosh, I don't know. Jews, um, the sad, sad truth is that Jews have to find things out for themselves. You know, there's that old, it's another old joke. We always have jokes for everything that, uh, you know, you know what a, a, a terrorist idea of, of paradise is 72 virgins. Yeah. You know what a Jews idea of, of, uh, paradise is 72 caterers. We analyze everything. And yes. the sad, sad truth that I was going to say is that, that they, um, we have a lot of Jews that aren't particularly pro-Jewish, sad to say. Well, and they I don't think... think Israel has much to do with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are practicing liberalism instead of Judaism, yes. and they unfortunately don't know the difference. When you want to find some politically conservative Jews, you'll find them in the Orthodox community, but they're very quiet about it yeah. because they're not uh, they're not as noisy as Jewish Democrats who who, uh, as we know, they're very noisy. Well, you know, it's similar to uh, Catholics. You know, I scratch my head and think, how can a Catholic vote vote Democrat? Because there is absolutely nothing in line with the Democrat Party platform that has anything to do with their values. Two minutes. And then you then you look at the Pope and you go, okay, well, he's you know, he's a Marxist. You know, you've you've got the the head of the Catholic Church that doesn't seem to be Catholic. So, you know, you you people's, you know, guess who installed him? Guess who installed him, Andrea? Uh, it seems to me, I mean, I'm I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to watch what's going on. The very first pope in how many years, maybe ever, you know, steps down from a lifetime appointment, and then they install a communist pope. I mean, does yeah. anybody think this is somehow an accident? Yeah. Yeah, it's I no not. longer I no longer believe in accidents. There's just you know, we, particularly when we are at a time in in the United States, and I wish we had more time. I'd look forward to having you back. But when we when we I have a, when we have a weaponized FBI and DOJ that that you know literally yeah. uh, lied to our courts in order to spy on the opposition party presidential ca- campaign, and then to launch a, a, a coup point. attempt to launch a coup attempt. So you know what? If we've got that going on, then I will believe anything could be happening. How can people hear your podcast? Exactly. How can people? hear you um you can go to my website karencataline.com karen spelled the normal way cataline spelled k-a-t-a-l-i-n-e you just click on the picture i'll be on tomorrow at two internet live talk radio uh actually one o'clock pacific it's called spouting off and you can find my blog posts and my op-eds and uh, just more about me than you really want to know. <laughs> well i want to know more because i have thoroughly enjoyed having you on and i can't wait to have you back it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Now, stay tuned. we got more Andrea <laughs> K. Show coming up. We're going to take a break. We come back. I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. We've got that. We've got some other. Uh, we might do a little bit of news and hit some other uh, rounding topics of the day. So more Andrea K. Show coming up. Hope that you will come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. I am retired judge Stephen Bailey, and I am running for California Attorney General. California faces extraordinary challenges. Our kids and grandkids are being victimized by increased violent crime. Our veterans and elderly are also under attack. But this November, we can do something. Vote to elect me as your next Attorney General. I have been endorsed by law enforcement and ask for your support also. Judge Stephen Bailey for California Attorney General. I'm Judge Stephen Bailey, and I approve this message. This is Katie Pavlich of townhall.com for the Salem Radio Network. The crucial 2018 midterm elections are coming on quickly. As November 6th draws closer, Democrats have become more desperate in their tactics and despite their previous lectures about civility, have left civility far behind. We've seen uncorroborated accusations against Judge Brett Kavanaugh in an effort to keep him from becoming a justice, with bold arguments against any presumption of innocence from leading Senate Democrats. More recently, we've seen the left resulting to mob tactics and physical violence against Republicans at their homes or in public. Now, more than ever, it's important to vote for due process, fairness, and a conservative agenda. Voting is a mechanism to avoid violence. As Democrats resort to reckless tactics that truly endanger our republic, we must hold the line at the ballot box. Don't sit this election out. I'm Katie Pavlich. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild-caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain-free life. There's no side effects. There's no chemicals. There's no preservatives. There is nothing addictive. And that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe you can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. $19.95 comes to 95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com, read all the testimonials, find out about it for yourself, and order that quick start. Just $19.95 or 95 cents a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll-free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll-free. 1-800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. 
According to a VA study, each day over 22 veterans take their own lives. Together, we can win the war against veteran suicide. Join Mission 22 to let our veterans know they have an army behind them that cares. This message courtesy of United States Army veteran Seth, the caring owner of Blackhawk Environmental. For their services, call Blackhawk Environmental at 619-972-8714. 619-972-8714. Or visit online at blackhawkenv.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. Rolling into our final segment here. Time we're going to do a little. That's our Bitto News cue. I don't remember why we chose that little sound effect for the Bitto News, but I, we're just going to go through a few little news segments here. Um, you know, in terms of the media, a couple things that were interesting. There's been uh, you can you can Google a variety of different ways in which the media was trying to find rabbis and different people to blame President Trump uh, for uh, the attack, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, from what I can tell, there were very few other than the Jewish uh, group out of the ones that said that Trump wasn't welcome there. Hey, message to you guys. This is America. We're free to come and go as we please. Um, But uh, Ron Dermer, who is the Israeli ambassador of the U.S., said um, when he was prodded to try to bash Trump, he said, I have to tell you, Victor, I've been following anti-Semitism all my adult life. I have never heard a stronger statement than the statement the president of the United States made yesterday. That's right. Because you and and where uh, and they're all sitting out there today, uh, blaming Trump and denouncing Trump. Where have and where are the Muslim leaders, by the way? Where are they in denouncing this? Nowhere. Um, a CNN guest uh, was forced to apologize. A correspondent for GQ magazine, which which really begs the question of why somebody from GQ magazine is on as a political pundit. Uh, she was on the the lead with Jake Tapper. Who block? Who I had to block him because he was just so annoying. Uh, no, or did he block me? I don't remember. Anyway, we blocked each other. Uh, she said that Trump had radicalized more people than ISIS, right? So the, and they want to lecture us on rhetoric. This is one of about a million, a million different sound bites that we could use to talk about the ret- the rhetoric that has been going on since Trump came down the escalators. And who remembers around the time of elections in which it was, oh, my gosh, President Trump, there's going to be all of these, uh, you know, uh, attacks from Trump supporters on uh, minorities. Remember all that around the time of the elections? Didn't happen. In fact, what we had was a lot of hoaxes that occurred. Now, what we've had primarily, other than some very few incidences, if we have had attacks on Republicans and on conservatives. At the, in fact, at the time of the elections, the only thing that I saw was a couple of white people being dragged out of their cars and beaten. That's what's been going on. And then we, another uh, act of violence against Republicans, uh, gunman, um, there were gunshots in the windows of a Republican office in South Florida. Uh, so the, and not hearing anything uh, in the news about that. So what one of the things that I said after the mail bomb happened is I said, you know what, they are refusing to they're blaming Trump for everything, refusing it's everything's about Trump and Republicans, no accountability for their rhetoric. When you beat the drum all day long for years, like they have done, that uh, Trump and his supporters are misogynistic, racist, homophobic, this and that. And you you beat that into people's heads. You fan the flames of anger. You look at what they did with uh, BLM. With the, the lies of hands up, don't shoot. I mean, there's been countless ways since Obama took office in which even prior to Trump, 
in which they have fostered hate and division in this country. Now, I again, I hold the individuals responsible for their actions. But if we're going to blame rhetoric, like I said last week, we got to look at the rhetoric of the left. Is it on both sides? Yeah, but it ain't equal. It ain't equal on both sides. A um, couple of, you know, I might as well do just to, just to end on a, on a little lighter note. Although I enjoyed that, Karen. I thought she was good. She had me laughing a little bit on some serious topics, and I love that. Um, but to get into a little pop culture, um, a couple of murders in San Diego, actually. There was a, there was a, a woman who was found uh, murdered in an adult store down in the Midway District, which is interesting. So um, I have to keep our eyes on that because there, there were a couple of other murders that happened today that, ha- that were connected which was interesting. So we're going to keep our eyes on that. There was a man who, um, there might be something interesting to, to report to you guys locally in, in San Diego tomorrow on that. We'll keep our eyes peeled. Um, there was another man who pled guilty, pled not guilty to murdering his wife who went missing. But you know, I've watched enough Lifetime Movie Network movies. I can just tell by looking at him. <laughs> DJ Carrot Sticks is looking at me like, what? He's laughing. No more element. No, you know what? I know now. I can tell when I look at a man. You know what was another favorite series of my? Did you ever watch Snapped? Yes. That's when women have had enough and they take matters into their own hands. Okay, that's another fabulous uh, show to watch. Um, and a little bit of pop culture. Um, uh, you know, um, confession, I have started watching a little bit more NFL, even though I said I wasn't going to. Because, you know, my man Drew Brees is rounding out his career. And the Saints have an opportunity too. And he has done so much for New Orleans post-Katrina that I got to support my man, Drew Brees. I just have to. Football, even many people who have stopped watching the NFL, football is still the number one sport in this country in many ways. Uh, people, my sister never watches the NFL, but man, she's ob- obsessed with college football. Many people are with the SEC. So football is still major in this country. There's a movement right now, and I'm curious what you guys think about it. There may not be time to, for you to get with me and give me your thoughts on the rest of the show, but maybe let's keep this conversation rolling on Facebook. But a lot of schools um, are turning to flag football for 14 and under. And I get that, you know, I've got a friend of mine whose son played um, football, and he was such a little superstar in his little they – don't, they don't call it Little League. Uh, little League is for baseball. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, Pop Warner. Pop Warner. He, he played for offense and defense, and he was like the number one player on the team. But when he got into high school, she wouldn't let him play. Because of injuries. So a lot of people, and, and there's major injuries. I had a friend in high school whose dad was actually a player on the Chicago Bears at one point, and he wouldn't let his, he wouldn't let his son play football. Yeah, so I'm curious what you guys think, because if, you know, to me, but here's my thing, if you're going to let him play high school, then shouldn't they have some preparation? I mean, how is having them play flag football till they're 14, and then you're going to put them on the field where, they're, where they've got to have impact? Maybe you're setting them up for even more injury. Well, I, I think when it comes to the actual learning of the sport, a lot comes to the plays. You know, handoff left, handoff right, sweep this way, sweep that way. Tackling is something I think they can learn later. So oh, okay. I, I don't. I think it's. I think this is good. You see, so many kids get injured at a young age uh, playing football, and these long-term effects of getting hit in the head. It it shows that it's just not good. 
Well, true. I guess I was thinking that you got to learn the tackling because there's a right way to tackle and a wrong way to tackle. And I was thinking maybe they could be set up for even greater injuries if they're not taught how to do a proper tackle in the first place because they could hurt somebody else if they go head, you know, you're not supposed to head butt with the helmet and you can, they can crack their neck doing that. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm for anything that keeps kids safe. As well, but I love competitive sports. I think that is, I think is one of the greatest ways for kids to learn some important lessons going into life and preparing them for adulthood. It's so important. We got to stop raising kids who are snowflakes. You've got to learn how to lose. That's the number one thing that builds character. Battle through adversity, you know, teamwork. Work with, work with your fellow teammates. Realize that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. It teaches you how to um, how to control your emotions because that you, otherwise you're going to get penalties. I mean, there's so many life lessons to be learned. So you know, I say if this if this doesn't prevent, you know how sometimes initial measures end up causing more trouble down the road. That's why I wasn't sure about this, but I think you might have convinced me. Um, on tomorrow night's show, uh, we've actually got a topic. We may be bringing you a topic that has to do with data mining of children which is a really scary speaking of kids. We got to keep kids safe in terms of this. I don't know, you know, if we're not going to let kids play tackle football before 14, I think we should lead a movement. The kids shouldn't be on technology and, and have access to the internet. I think that's as much of a threat. Hey, love you guys. We'll be right back here tomorrow night at six. Thank you all for being here. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Love you all.